Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, everybody. This is Betsy Hicks actually in for Terry Oranga today. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, Terry is uh, having a much-needed day off, and I'm in- really excited to interview our guest today because, well, let's just say they pull me into these shows when they know it's a guest that I'm really going to mesh with. And so I always know that fun things are ahead of me when, when they've called me in for a show. And today we have Dr. John Hernandez. And Dr. Hernandez is a board-certified doctor of internal medicine. He also specializes in emergency medicine and has over 28 years of clinical experience working with all fun things like nutrition, lifestyles, changes, stress reduction, natural therapies. He founded the Center for Health and Integrative Medicine in Austin, Texas, I believe. Is that true, Dr.? Hernandez? Yes, it's in San Antonio, but we're currently located in Austin, Texas. Okay, right. great. Oh, two, two of the best places you could ask for in Texas, and he blends the best of conventional medicine and natural therapies for a health and well-being. Thank you, Dr. Hernandez, for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. What, what the topic um, that they would like us to discuss today, and who knows where you and I will go together on this <laughs> day, because uh, you and I have so much in common from what I've understand, and, and we may take it to, to different heights, but they would like us to talk a little bit about the parents' health, this being a really important topic, um, yeah. as, and, and I, don't, I don't know, Dr. Hernandez, if you know anything about myself, but I'm, I'm the mother um, of an 18-year-old son with autism, and at one time was a single mother and at one time had chronic fatigue. And, of course, um, I have a, a wonderful, happy ending to my story in, in, in that mm-hmm. I ended up marrying a doctor who was able to help with my health. But a lot of people really have health issues that um, are, are debilitating, and they are so tremendously torn between do the money do the funds for for wellness go to my child or do the funds mm-hmm. for wellness go to myself and i'd mm-hmm. love to hear your viewpoints on all of that sure sure well i what, if it's okay i see what i'd like to do is start by saying uh because of your audience and your your great uh introduction and clarification of what we're going to be covering i think what what would be nice is to discuss a little bit about what i'd i'd love to start with on the program that's giving you a sense of my of clinical experience for the last several decades That's on true. how people that are not autistic, uh, not the parents of autistic children, but do take care of chronically 
ill children or chronically ill parents for that matter or someone else because I think there's a certain pattern uh, that may have some overlap, maybe not complete, uh, between those that take care of uh, uh, an autistic spectrum child and those that uh, have to take care of other chronically uh, challenged individuals. Um, and you please feel free to steer me on what your experience has been because you're the direct experiencer of this. And I want to speak to your audience and make sure perhaps we can share some powerful things on how we might be able to help them because I think it's, I think fairly common sense that if you have a caregiver, uh, taking care of uh, a child, uh, that's, uh, chronically ill or challenged, then we have to look at uh, what happens if the caregiver doesn't make it through very well. Right. Um, then there's going to be suboptimal care for the child potentially. And, of course, that's a, that's a dilemma I'm sure many have thought about before and faced. So I'd love to be able to service those that take care, that are caregivers, whether they're uh, parents, whether they're brothers or sisters or significant others or providers, uh, health care providers even, right. uh, would fall into that category a lot of times. And so integrative medicine, to me, in a brief nutshell, the way we look at integrative medicine, and again, just so the listeners understand, we like to consider it the best of blending both worlds, conventional medicine and holistic or natural therapies as well. The question in my mind that I, I love, I'd love for our audience to consider is not who's right and who's wrong, but what is best for the individual uh, if it happens with the most benefits and the fewest side effects. In other words, if it happens to be something that you could get tremendous benefit, let's say someone came in and had, um, uh, uh, unfortunately, a fever of 104, they were coughing up blood and had a, uh, a chest x-ray that showed pneumonia, well, I'm going to go more on a, a conventional side and, and give them uh, an antibiotic to take care of their acute, potentially life-threatening condition because I think we may have a better chance of doing that even though, yes, there are certain side effects long-term from the antibiotic and certainly you could have an allergic reaction. However, because of the state, we would use that conventional approach with that question and then, of course, provide probiotics or other, other uh, gut restoring or other, other things that may help prevent long-term consequences of the antibiotic. However, so, so many of our, our stressors these days and as parents and caregivers uh, is going to be more chronic in nature. Like I believe you mentioned chronic fatigue. So uh, low energy is such a common complaint. Uh, we see in our practice, and I, I'm sure you and, and your husband might uh, see that a lot in the practice as well. And I would think uh, a caregiver uh, of this, uh, out of necessity to give so much and do so many things, likely in addition to the caregiving for the child or the, uh, the spectrum of autism, then what would happen is you wind up being the one low in energy and things like that and then subsequently perhaps not being able to quite be as present for your family or the child uh, or your friends uh, or have a life yourself. So uh, energy would be one thing that may uh, be in common between lots of these folks. Another one that may be common is stress just from lack of sleep, uh, taking care of the, the, the challenging situation. And if you already have other factors uh, contribute this uh, outside 
even the child giving. It could be a relationship issue. It could be uh, financial. It could be career-based. All kinds of things could interact with this and create major stress. So those would be the top two things that I would consider. Would I be on the right track, Betsy, or what would you? Oh, completely. Most definitely mm-hmm. those are, are the biggest pieces. And and the and the chronic fatigue, the, the, the low energy, the low cellular energy, the, and, and so much of it, and you know, Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to, to talk about both of these these topics because mm-hmm. there are so many simple things that parents can be doing at home for mm-hmm. for these kinds of conditions, and mm-hmm. and I like the way you segue this into there are acute situations that require acute help, and that and where traditional medicine and the conventional medicine can be very very helpful. But um, you're 100% correct, and you know if you're dealing with side effects, then you take a more natural approach to the side effects as well. Right, and and so I would I would start with one of the things because they're both related, as I'm sure you can understand the fatigue and the stressors, and a lot a lot of them uh, perhaps uh, uh, emotional stressors, but it plays into the physical. And what I would say is many people have heard of the mind body connection, meaning the mind affects the body. But I I really like to stress that many times the body can also affect the mind. And what I mean by that is many times you can start out. Uh, uh, with giving nutritional support, as an example, and I, I'm familiar that you're familiar with nutritional uh, ideas and, and are an expert in that category. So I would tell you that working on some simple things that you right. can do at home that are nutritionally based literally can affect the mind, whether it's making more uh, neurotransmitter or, uh, like serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone that the drugs tend to, the antidepressants tend to try to promote, uh, but in perhaps less than optimal ways, letting your own body begin to manufacture and produce its own feel-good hormones to deal with stress would be useful. And you can do some of that through proper nutrition and taking proper care of the body and your digestion and things like that. Can you address some of those ways now, sure. or do you want to do that later? Well, I'd be happy to do it now. Okay, That'll, great. That would be fine. So let's start by uh, very briefly, and I don't know if uh, a lot of your listeners are going to have listened to a lot of shows about nutrition, but in essence, uh, a typical American, some of the study shows, will get only one vegetable a week in their diet, and that's if wow. you ketchup and potatoes. Wow, uh, wow. Is that uh, really a statistic? That is that is a that scary was, thought. That's an older statistic. It might be worse now. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but with that in mind, uh, typically people like to recommend, and a lot of the agencies uh, will, will recommend the government agencies and things, that you should be having between even seven or even up to ten servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And that's very challenging if anyone's ever thought about how they eat per day and the types of vegetables. It's a big difference eating a uh, French fry, something that's been fried in some sort of very old grease versus something that would be fresh and maybe low in sugar like a salad. You still have, it still tastes delicious. It doesn't have to be what some people get worried about, rabbit food. But looking at diet has two factors that address both fatigue and the, um, and the stress. And I would say the fatigue would be addressed by a lot of things that will create energy in the short term, like the short sugar buzzes and rushes from candy and sweets, and also from a lot of the uh, uh, starches or what we call carbohydrates uh, in the diet, specifically things that people would think I, I'm thinking of that might create fatigue in people that they're not aware of would be things like pasta. And who doesn't? I wish I could say 
uh, the pasta diet. That would be a great diet. It would be healthy. But our experience and a lot of the uh, scientific literature and data don't support that, really, that it's that healthy for you in large amounts for sure because of, one, the sugar content in that a lot of people still don't understand to this day that a lot of the starchy foods like pasta or like breads or things like this turn into sugar in your body. And if you get too much sugar, you tend to get uh, maybe a little bit of a rush and feel good for a few hours, but then you tend to crash more, uh, more big time later. You combine that with the emotional stress you're under, and it can sort of feed on each other, and it creates a vicious cycle. So um, are we talking to an audience that needs to hear these simple things that they can do or uh, well, do I, I need to get I, a little I, more I, I think it's a pretty diverse audience and we're going to need to take a break in just a few seconds. But sure. I just, if you could answer real quickly, when you said yes. for vegetables like 7 to 10 servings, how much do you consider a serving? Okay. Well, obviously, it depends, but a cup. They'll, they'll consider serving like a cup of vegetables okay. or a cup of fruit. What I do is we don't actually count calories. So in a nutshell, Great. We, when we come back from the break, we can kind of go into a simple way to look at your plate. That sounds perfect. Okay, I'm Betsy Hicks. I'm here with Dr. Hernandez. We will re- return in a short a short moment with uh, uh, with our wonderful talk today on um, alternative ways for health. For guess what? This time it's for you, the parent, the one that's listening. We'll be right back. Real life solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for new reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic, from skin care to plastic surgery, health and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for new reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Terry. 
Hello, everybody. I'm back. This is Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry Oranga. I'm so happy to be here with you today, and I'm here with the wonderful Dr. John Hernandez, and we are having a great conversation about ways that we can help, especially the parents, feel good and healthy. And we've been talking about two of the biggest uh, pieces of this, which are basically dealing with low energy and fatigue and also dealing with stress. And right now, um, Dr. Hernandez is giving us some good tips on nutrition and diet, and um, we're talking about the extreme need for vegetables, which, of course, um, for any of you, any of my listeners there today who know me, they know that I'm always advocating more and more and more vegetables. So this is this is great to hear. So please, Dr. Hernandez, if you can continue on with what you were saying. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, let me give you three things. This is three simple things for them to think about. Simple but not necessarily easy to kind of think about excluding or limiting in your diet. One is sugar. And most people these days kind of get that we're getting too much sugar. Typically when you look at a, at a healthy breakfast, um, what people think is healthy, they may think that eating a bowl of uh, high brand cereal with maybe raisins in it, uh, a cup of that with skim milk. They're going to use skim milk because there's no fat in it. It's right. healthier, they're thinking. And then they're going to have a glass of orange juice for their vitamin C. Um, and we'll add to that perhaps a whole wheat bagel uh, with, with a little uh, margarine because they don't want the butter in the sack. Oh, oh, no, now, not the yeah, margarine. Right? <laughs> right, right. We all know about this now. So, so I love it when patients come and say, well, doctor, I already eat very healthy. And so... And you would think, yes, this is right. Many people, we understand this because this is what the marketing, this is what's being shared with us many times on, on different levels, on TV and whatnot. But when you look at that, if you add up the amount of teaspoons of sugar uh, of that, that usually adds up between 35 to 50 teaspoons of sugar. And if you've ever seen literally a clear glass of water filled with 35 to 50, 35 to 50 teaspoons of sugar, you can stand a spoon up in it, and that's what people are eating for breakfast, and that's and they're wondering why they feel so tired. Wow. Um, it's the amount of sugar we're getting in, in our diets is excessive. So that's number one, and that's an example of why you need to start looking at that. The second thing that may not be as clear to people is beginning to look at anything with gluten. There's a this is coming up big in the news these days. Of course, uh, we've kind of known about this information for, for 15, 20 years. This is not really a new thing, but it's becoming very popular and commonly known now, that celiac disease, which is basically a situation where people do not respond well to the grains like wheat, barley, and rye that have something called gluten. Uh, a substance called gluten that tends to create autoimmune diseases, lower energy, do all kinds of things in many people, and it's much more common, it's turning out, than we ever realized. So this is something they can discuss with their doctor if they notice. And the way to test this very simply at home is, gosh, she's telling me this, but I'm not sure. My doctor tells me to eat whole grain breads all the time. Well, what you can do is do it as a trial for yourself. Remove the bread and the pasta and the sweets from your diet, even if it's for just a, a week, and notice how you feel. Then add them back in and see if you notice a drop in energy. Sometimes something as simple as that can give you a, a boost in energy or make you feel just a little better than before. And I know there's a lot of carb uh, carb people out there that are kind of carb addicts, if you will, and really have to have our carbs. There's reasons for that and their nutritional deficiencies. Maybe we can cover that later. So sugar is number one. 
Look at the gluten. In, so look at your bread, your bread and your pasta, your wheat pasta in particular, as another possibility of limiting or cutting way back on that. And then the third one that sometimes people don't like to hear but some have to consider is dairy. And that means cheeses and milk. And the reason for that partly has to do with the chemical processing that milk goes through. A lot of the milk products out there, as many might be starting to become aware of, the cattle, the cows are fed hormones and antibiotics and all kinds of things, as well as grains, by the way. And they've isolated literally dozens and dozens of chemicals, closer to 100, really, uh, chemicals in cow's milk that are given these that are not organic, grass-fed cows. Um, because these are not typical things that a cow would eat or be exposed to, uh, yet the, the cow produces more milk, but that milk is not of the highest quality from our perspective at least and in my perspective um, than, than a cow that was happy and healthy and eating what it normally would eat, which is typically grass, not grain. Uh, cows are not meant to eat grain. Their stomachs actually don't tolerate them. That's part of the reason that 70% of the antibiotics used in the United States are used by the agriculture industry, not for human beings. Right. Um, that's because the, the, the cattle get sick from eating the grains and the corn and whatnot, and then they have to try to keep them alive, so they give them lots of antibiotics. But all of this, just like in a mother's breast milk, gets transmitted into the milk of the cow, and then that's what we're drinking. But on top of that, we're also doing what they call pasteurization to kill the bacteria in there. However, that tends to alter the chemical structure of the milk, and one reason we know that is farmers have observed that if they give uh, a, a baby cow, you know, a calf, cow's milk that has been pasteurized, they don't thrive. In fact, many times they'll die. Right. So you should be able to give cow's milk to a calf and have not have them pass uh, early. So, so that should tell us that we're doing something. So it can create a situation of what we call inflammation in the body. So if you have allergies, if you have bloating and gas or what typically a lot of people refer to as they think it's, it's an enzyme deficiency uh, because they cannot digest the lactose in the milk, and that's partly true, but there's other things. So how would you know? Well, try taking it out. We don't have to get too fancy and uh, do too many things at the first. Just try taking, taking that out, and if your allergies begin to clear, you're not quite as congested, you know, you may start to look at and discuss with your doctor whether looking for dairy sensitivity or dairy allergy might be something to, uh, to look into a little more deeply. Those three, sugar, wheat, or, or, or gluten products, which are the grains, and uh, a lot of the grains, and then uh, dairy. Now, that's, that's the big three. So those are things, and you don't necessarily, you'll have to get with a, a uh, doctor and a health care provider, a nutritionist that understands these things, and then they can work with you to see uh, what they call an elimination diet, and then give you substitutes for some of these things as well. So those would be the top three. And, and if, I could, if I could add just briefly, because sure. I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. I think it's all mm-hmm. wonderful advice. The only thing I would add is it's just from experience of working with so many people who do go yes. on these diets, you just said, you just hit it right there where you said substitute. Some of the problems arise when the people that are going on gluten-free diets start substituting everything with corn and the yes. people going on dairy-free diets start substituting everything with soy. And, yes. and these two products, aside from being high allergens, can also lead to a lot of gut problems, just like with the cows. We're, we're not really meant to yes. eat large amounts of the corn either. Of course, it's not really corn anymore. It's genetic stuff. But, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> no but, but but those are that is all fabulous advice. So you are so right on the right track. And please, if you can continue, that was great. 
outstanding information. And just, just to, so, so they may be wondering, well, if we can't have soy, what are we going to do as a substitute for milk? We get that one a lot, too. So one of the things we look at, and I don't know how you feel, Betsy, but we feel that almond milk a lot of times can be a, a, a reasonable substitute yes, if they really want something like that. And, and it doesn't have any of the gluten things, and it doesn't have uh, a lot of the uh, cow dairy proteins and things like that in it. So that's one possibility, an almond milk, even a, a rice milk. And, yes, they make some with lower sugar, and they make some that are a little sweetened. But, again, it's sort of uh, trying to move in the right direction, at least, so that people have substitutes. Sometimes right. in Texas here, at least, we get somebody in, and uh, I usually have to have uh, a box of Kleenex out to, uh, because, so what am I going to eat? Uh, you know, I, that means I can't eat anything. Well, again, back to the vegetables, that's where a, a, an excellent nutritionist or some good recipe books, there are ways to make some delightful, fairly simple, quick recipes, and um Betsy, I think you even have a book on that as well. I do. I have a book cooking. for children. I have a book called Picky Eating Solutions, trying to get yes. the, trying to get the kids to eat the vegetables. Right, because it is it is a challenge. When Although I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I've I've probably had more adults buy the book for themselves than I have yeah. for children. Well, and that's the other thing in terms of uh, taking care of of the kids and taking care of ourselves at the same time, we kind of, it's nice for us to have an experience of what you're asking your child to eat, too. Exactly. That, okay, uh, he, I'm asking him to eat this vegetable, but it might be good for him, but, boy, I'm having trouble eating this one. Uh, let me see. And try to come up with some, some things that y'all both could eat as a family or the whole family could eat. It almost begins to move the family towards health and not just one person. So it can be a if you will, a win-win. The caregiver is getting better and the family is getting better, so everyone's feeling, if you will, taken care of um, uh, by, by doing it that way. Excellent. Anyway, um, I hope that helps. Okay, That's so those wonderful. Are the simple things to look for. Now, in terms of what should your plate look like, well, the plate, if you imagine a, a circular plate in front of you that you're going to eat on, typically, and again, this is quick so that they can just have an idea to start with, one would be I'd like to see about, Oh, two-thirds of the plate filled with vegetables. Now, that, that doesn't have to be salad. That could be, that could be uh, green beans. That could be uh, squash even, even though squash is a tiny bit starchy. Uh, if you're wanting some starchy stuff, uh, something a little bit like that, that could be um, okra if you like it. There's all kinds of green vegetables particularly that can be good or you can use as a salad. Then we, we believe that eating a clean source of lean protein, that would mean something like uh, meat, chicken, beef. Uh, I'm talking about red meat, uh, chicken, turkey, and everybody's going to gasp when I say red meat, but I don't mean any red meat. I mean the, the grass-fed, very clean, organic type right. of meat. And they may not be perfect, and preferably, again, grass-fed, what they normally eat. It'll make it high in the meat with some fat-burning substance. One, one is called CLA, conjugated linoleic acid, and another one is you get less marbling, less fat in the meat. So it's going to be a little more lean to begin with, and, and, uh, and it won't... Typically, the fat of our cells and the fat of the cattle are going to store uh, junk anyway. And if they're eating clean grass and, and they're being healthy, number, number one, you'll notice you digest it differently. Many people can tell the difference once they start eating clean uh, clean uh, meat. So now that i got the red meat thing out of the way there. Well, and, 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 I, and I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Sure. We have to go to commercial break. And grass-fed beef, greatest thing ever. And it's so wonderful, for especially for our, our growing kids. I mean, it's, you know, 
so many people I know are so tired because they don't get enough of the good nutrients that are in good grass-fed meat, so I'm 100% agreeing. But we need to take a quick break. Dr. John Hernandez will be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Are you living your vital life? One that is showcasing you at your full potential? There are many issues that stand in the way of most people achieving their full potential. We will discuss these issues and how to overcome them each week on The Vital Life, Awakening Your Full Potential, with host Dr. Carolyn Coker-Ross. Living the vital life often requires that we trust our own intuitive voice and that we view illness or life challenges as calls to action to reconnect with the deeper urges of our spirit or soul. Tune in Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, everyone. This is Betsy Hicks. You are returning to Terry Aranga's show, but I am filling in for her today, and I have wonderful Dr. John Hernandez, who is teaching us so many wonderful things about how to help our low energy and foods that we can we can eat to make us feel better and more energetic and more alive. And we've just started talking about the plate and what our plate needs to look look like and having that big section of the plate to be about the vegetables and especially lots of green vegetables. And then we just started talking about some of the meats and the wonderful grass-fed meats and, of course, the the organic chickens and the uh, the pastured eggs and the and all the wonderful things that are out there for us in the in the terms of protein. So please, uh, Dr. Hernandez, if you can return to your plate. 
Absolutely. Kate. <laughs> Lots of vegetables. Thanks for summarizing that. And the, uh, some people say about how much meat. We like to keep this real simple. Again, we want people to implement this, not have to run around with a scale weighing everything and looking up uh, calories. Uh, on, on the way we teach uh, our nutrition for our patients, we don't calorie count because there's really right. almost unlimited vegetables of that nature right. that they can have below sugar. But, but, but just for a guideline, if you want to eat eat, uh, eat uh, the, the, the protein, uh, people ask, how much? I would say about the, a serving the size of a deck of cards or roughly you can use the palm of your hand as, as an idea, uh, just a general idea of it, uh, of, of about how much. You don't need tons and tons. Of, you don't need to eat a, a three-pound piece of steak or anything like that, but you do need protein because you're not – the vegetables, the reason why we stress vegetables is that's where we get our mineral content and a lot of our antioxidants and vitamins from is from the vegetables and some from the fruit. Uh, notice I haven't talked about fruit first, and that's because that's where we all want to go first. Uh, typically, if we're redesigning our diet, we've been hooked on carbs, uh, the, the, the refined carbs, the junky stuff, the, the, the pizza and stuff. And I'm not saying you can never do that. I'm just saying because we're getting onto these cleaner fruits, the first thing people want is that craving for sweet a lot of times, and so they go, great, I had one piece of lettuce and I had 13 pounds of fruit, and that's at least a start if we need to start with more fruits and vegetables, but really the goal is about out of the fruits and vegetables, 75 to 80% should be your vegetables, only a, maybe one serving out of five should be the fruit. Use your fruit as your new dessert so to speak. And, and so it would be a serving the, the vegetables, the lean source protein would be the, the really big ones. And then a source for what we call essential fat. Everyone, uh, because of TV and the media, we've, got, we've come to think fat is evil, fat is bad. It actually turns out fat, the right fats, the healthy fats, can be really good for you. Sources of these could be raw nuts and seeds in moderation. And what I mean by that is a small, maybe 10 almonds. You'd be surprised at how much the fats from some raw almonds, if you chew them uh, well and uh, wait five or 10 minutes, they often will take away any hunger you have or uh, soften it quite a bit for um, for maybe a couple of hours even, two to three hours. So if you're starting at 3 o'clock and you're starting to get a little hungry, a little bit of, uh, of some preferably organic, raw, or as close to raw as possible, not roasted, because when you roast the nuts and seeds, the almonds, you're, you're kind of uh, changing the structure of the oils in there, and they become a little rancid and not as good. They're not he as healthy for you, really. They're not healthy for you. So that's what it would look like. Uh, you could use avocado uh, as one good source of healthy fats, and yes, it's got cholesterol, but the big myth is that people think that the food we eat makes our cholesterol go up. Well, it's true, but it's not the food with cholesterol that makes the cholesterol go up. It's the food with sugar, sugar in it. That's right. <laughs> so more reasons why. That's because it stimulates something called insulin, a hormone that may, basically helps you uh, deal with sugar, but can also create disease and, and metabolism issues and cause you to store fat more through what we call triglycerides that, are, that start to overwhelm. The triglyceride is a fat in the body that gets stored from sugar, so it goes from sugar to triglycerides, and then you store it as fat stores in your body from the sugar, but not from the fat. In fact, there is one thing, uh, Betsy, I'd just quickly like to mention called medium chain triglyceride, M as in Mary, C as in uh, uh, can, and then T as in Tom, MCT oil. 
And you can find this uh, at your health food stores, uh, your better grocery stores, and, of course, uh, there are professional companies that provide them, I believe, as well. But what my point is is this is a medium-chain triglyceride is a healthy fat that literally can give energy to people. I wanted to bring it up because we were talking about getting your energy up. It will create satiation. It will create a feeling of fullness and satisfaction. Just using about a tablespoon, you can make salad dressings out of this MCT oil. It typically comes from canola oil or palm oil, but I, uh, not canola, excuse me. No, no, not canola. Coconut, coconut oil. And so it typically, coconut has about 60 percent of these medium chain triglycerides or MCT oil, but a, a tablespoon of a high quality MCT oil or two on your salad or the dressing, then you could put in a little uh, lemon juice, a little garlic. You can make your own dressing recipes. There's several of them out there. And now you've got a fat-burning recipe that's going to actually help you fill up because a, a big complaint a lot of people have is, I'm so hungry after I eat just a salad. It just doesn't fill me up. Part of that is because they're so afraid of putting fat on there, but you need healthy fats, and this would be a solution that that MCT oil goes directly into your cell powerhouse and generator called the mitochondria, and it helps generate more energy. Uh, people should try it. They may notice uh, uh, a significant boost in energy just starting to eat healthy. So the summary on the diet part, Betsy, would be try to start getting rid of some of the foods that you know are kind of junky for you, and we talked about those. And then uh, since you're getting rid of the junky things and you're beginning to eat vegetables, some fruit, lean source protein, and some good fats, now you're going to start noticing literally often within days, it doesn't take weeks or months, literally within days, and if people are drinking water with this, not sodas and sugar drinks and things like that, they will start noticing a subtle and sometimes not so subtle improvement in their energy uh, as well. So those would be some tips, simple tips with diet for the fatigue. Um, let's move on, if we can, to cover, I would love to cover stress just a little bit because sure, definitely. most of us lead such busy lives. And this is a stress, really stress 101. We could take it to stress 1010, but let's start with the basics that will give you some value right from your home. All of us deal with stress, and one of the things to tie it and segue from diet, uh, you know what, uh, if you spell stressed backwards, it spells desserts. And that's what a lot of us will do. When we get stressed out, we go for those comfort foods. Sometimes it might be a dairy product like ice cream, but many times people will go for those desserts, those sweets, kind of increase the sweetness in their life because they're feeling so stressed. So, um, again, it gets back to the sugar. What can we do? What, what's the cause of our stress? A lot of this has to do, of course, with our perception of things and how we look at the world, because two people could be watching a boxing match on TV. Uh, let's just be a little stereotypical and say the guy's watching and enjoying the, the show and say, wow, this is an amazing fight. And, and then we uh, also hear, uh, and, and he's enjoying it, so he's having what he would not consider a, a lot of stress. However, the other person watching, let's say uh, there's a, a woman or another man in that, in that, and that says, I hate boxing, it's so violent and they're watching the person get beat up, and they're so stressed out by it. It's the exact same event, a boxing match, but one person is enjoying himself, and the other person is really stressed about it. So it's our perception of the world around us that determines, to a large extent, what is stressing us. So we, say this, we tend to think of people as causing us stress, but some of it has to do with the way we're looking at things and what we're telling ourselves uh, in, internally to ourselves. So some of it is reframing. One of the common things is that we don't think of sometimes is word choices we make. 
Things like, I'm so overwhelmed. Well, sometimes just a simple change in the word, are you overwhelmed? Are you in demand? In other words, you're, you're in demand. There's a lot of people uh, that you're servicing and helping. And uh, just sometimes, for some people, just a change in the type of word you're using when you talk to yourself. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so behind. That's one thing you can do is start using words that might have a little bit more empowering meaning. Uh, yes, but you're, you're helping your child. You're helping your family. And you also want to help yourself. So this would be one way to consider yourself doing a wonderful service for others rather than the overwhelm. That's, that's just one simple thing. There's lots of other things on that particular tack. The other thing besides uh, our self-talk would be how we choose to uh, process uh, our emotions when we do have a negative feeling inside. Maybe we're stressed because we're anxious because of maybe a financial decision we have to make, or we're anxious because our child is not uh, responding as well to therapy as we want, or something like that, and we're, we're, we're concerned or maybe a little fearful around that. Well, one of the things we can do is teach something real, real simple, and this is just a simple breathing technique. There's lots of them out there. I'm going to teach just two real quickly. Mm -hmm. One is just to stop. When you see yourself getting stressed, you'll notice that you're tightening up usually, and we tend to be what we call chest breathers, meaning we, Americans tend to be stressed, and they always breathe from their chest area, versus if you see people that are really relaxed in other cultures, they will be doing what we call belly breath. They literally, when they breathe in, they fill up their belly first with their, and then their lungs. And that's, a, that's a, that we could call it abdominal breathing, but it tends to be much more relaxing and can really stress. So become aware of your body. If you feel that you're taking short, choppy breaths just in your chest, go ahead. Allow yourself to take in a deep belly breath. Now, I know some women, and men too, for that matter, say, yeah, but I don't want my tummy to punch out like that. But yes, but you want to at least be able to get the stress out. So if you're in an area where you feel you can do that and, and it wouldn't be embarrassing to you, you're at home by yourself, allow yourself to take that deep breath in. You'll notice if you take 10 deep breaths in and out, just relax in for about five seconds and then out. You'll notice that the stress will tend to abate amazingly just because you're getting more oxygen into your brain and into your body. That's one very simple one. One other one, a second technique is called one four two breathing. And what's done there is you take the deep the breath in, you hold it, you take the deep breath in to a count of one, in other words, whatever that length of time, let's say it's one second to breathe in, and then hold it in for four seconds. So you can just count to yourself, one, two, three, four. Then let it out, and it'll be about two. So it'll be one. So in one, hold it for four, one, two, three, four, and then exhale, and it'll be about a two. You'll just sit. And do that about three to five times, and you'll notice that tends to be very relaxing. This is this comes from some research that's been done, but we won't go into all of that. I just want well, to give I, I can just hear everybody out there over the over the internet just breathing beautifully because of you right now. But we have to take a quick break. So while we're taking this break, keep breathing. We'll be right back with Dr. Hernandez. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. 
The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to autismhopealliance.org. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And I am Betsy Hicks back for ter- in for Terry Aranga today, and we are having a wonderful conversation with Dr. John Hernandez, uh, and he is with the Center for Health and Integrative Medicine. In so you're going to be in San Antonio soon, correct? We're we're actually in we've been in San Antonio, but we actually opened our offices in Austin, Texas. Okay, so so are you going to have offices in both places? No, we actually have uh, have our practice in Austin. We've been in practice a long time, and my wife of 26 years, uh, Linda, is an RN and works with me in the practice as well. Uh, we and we uh, are getting back from a, a wonderful 18-month uh, uh, sabbatical where we were very fortunate to uh, travel and learn a lot of other interesting healing methods that will be probably uh, for some other time. But uh, we're back in practice, and we chose to set up in Austin, Texas, the very uh, a progressive uh, community of uh, integrative medicine. Yes, uh, people definitely. are very open to the nutrition and whatnot, and uh, we're very excited to be there. The home of Whole Foods. Yes, and, right. And lots of great music. Um, to to reach you, um, the best way is through office at truehealthnow.com. Yes, office at truehealthnow.com if they'd like more information. Our website is currently under final design and will uh, hopefully have lots of free information. If they do respond to the office at truehealthnow.com, we're happy to put them on our uh, free integrative health newsletter that will be coming out very shortly. It's already ready to go. We're just waiting for the website to go up, and they'll they'll have access through there as well. And uh, it'll be... uh, progressive information about integrative medicine, health and wellness, and uh, it will be free. And uh, there's no obligation. We don't share that information with anybody. And it will have my comments on some of the things that come on the news uh, about medications and things that might get missed. Uh, 
about medications that are taking, getting taken off the market, what some natural uh, alternatives to those medications might be, how you can use diet and nutritional supplements, uh, which really brings me for the fatigue and stress both. If it's all right, Betsy, I'd sure like to give a couple of real simple nutritional supplement suggestions. Sure. Because even though diet's great, we're not all going to eat perfect every day, number one. Number two, even if we were eating what I would call perfectly, we know that the nutrition, the vegetables, and the fruits don't have the same uh, high quality to them that they did 10, 20, 30, or 50 years ago because the soils are depleted of minerals. So the plants are not, if you've noticed, what would you rather have, a tomato from your garden or a tomato from the store? A lot of times you'll notice the ones you grow taste so much better, and that's because most people have used some good soil that's not mineral depleted. They took care of them, and it really has a different flavor to it. So, um, But in addition to food, a lot of times, especially if we're already fatigued, one of the biggest drains on our body when we're stressed and tired is B vitamins. B is in boy. B vitamins, super important for preventing cancer, super important for boosting moods. Uh, it's been shown to help um, keep uh, not just moods and reduce your risk of cancer by turning off what they call the cancer genes. They're called oncogenes, but certain genes that we have can be turned off by the nutrition. This is a whole it's not really a new field, but it's new to most people. It's called epigenetics. And what we used to think is that genetics was, well, mom, mom had thyroid, grandma had thyroid, and now I have it because it's in our genes. Well, what we're finding is actually that's it's not 95% genes. It's only 5% of our diseases are related to our genes, and 95% is our environment. In other words, we're finding that our genes can be programmed or taught to produce health by what we put into our bodies, which makes perfect sense. That's why we, you can turn certain genes for cancer, for instance, make it turned on by having a deficiency of B vitamins. But when you take B vitamins, the genes get turned off. In addition, the B vitamins turn on the powerhouse and energy machinery in the cell called the mitochondria. And I've mentioned that twice. You're going to hear a lot about those in the future. And uh, the, the, a B vitamin that's a whole food B vitamin you can get from your health food store. Usually they call them B50s or B100. And, of course, everyone should consider this is just information. Talk to your doctor. Make sure your doctor's okay because we don't know what medicines you're on or whatnot. But most of the time they'll be fine with you doing a multivitamin with lots of B vitamins in it. Uh, a healthy amount of B vitamins is what we're talking about. About. So that will tend to give you energy, help with fatigue, uh, reduce stress, because when you're stressed about things, you tend to use up 1 to 3,000% more B vitamins per day. So if you're not replacing those, you're having to rob Peter to pay Paul from other organ tissues, or you just don't have it, and that's where why the energy goes kaput. There's no gasoline in the tank. There's nothing to help run the cellular machinery to give you energy. Another big one for energy that's super important is magnesium. And magnesium is deficient in a large section of the population. Again, discuss this with your doctor, but magnesium is called the relaxing mineral because it tends to relax people while giving energy. So rather than being hyper and have that hyper energy of a caffeine type of energy, you can have a relaxed energy that tends to go throughout the day and help you balance a little bit. It will also help 
balance blood sugar a little bit. There's other things to balancing blood sugar besides that, but I'm just saying it's a big deficiency that people don't realize. We talk a lot about calcium, and we hear a lot about calcium, but frankly, I think magnesium is the big underdog here that's being ignored. It's sort of the Rodney Dangerfield. It gets no respect, uh, and it really does, but what I'm saying is people need that. So B vitamins and magnesium would be two uh, basics that you can discuss with your doctor that virtually practically everybody would likely benefit from. Where do you get B vitamins in your food? That's going to be from your green leafy vegetables would be an excellent source of B vitamins. Uh, where would you get your magnesium in your food? Well, again, some of the green leafy vegetables. So the spinach, uh, the kale, um, the cruciferous vegetables also have other benefits as well in terms of antioxidants and ability to help promote cleansing a little bit of your blood and liver, uh, what, what sometimes is called nutritional detoxification, but that's for another day. So those are some things for stress. Anything else, Betsy, that you would like to clarify or add to? No, I think you're doing just fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's all very important information. And um, do you want to talk about more on, on food or on supplements or on techniques? Because I love some of your techniques for ways mm. to, to help. Excellent. That, those yeah. are great to hear. Yeah. Let's hit on this. Both the stress and the fatigue play into a lot of times trouble getting to sleep or staying asleep. In other words, insomnia. It's a big problem for a lot of people. And frankly, many of us are so busy these days, we just don't get the sleep we're supposed to be getting or we have difficulty getting to sleep. Some of that might be, of course, keeping track and monitoring what's going on. But if we're really worried and stressed a lot, we tend to have trouble going to sleep. A lot of times if there's some nutritional deficiencies or there's some other things going on, we'll tend to wake up at night. And some people don't, because they wake up two or three times at night and have trouble going back to sleep, they may go to bed at 10 or 11, but, but by the time they get up at 6, let's say, uh, they only really got five hours of, of decent sleep and, and they're really short. Typically, a body may need seven to eight hours. It's really an individual. I have seen people do really well with, with six before, but that's an exception. You should shoot for for uh, eight hours of sleep, and here's a little tip that uh, comes from some research, is it's better if you go to bed before midnight, even if you say, well, I go to bed at midnight because I like to watch TV, but then I get up at eight, so I get my eight hours. Well, that's okay, but if you really want to get a little bit more of an oomph, go to bed like by 11 o'clock at night at the latest, preferably before that, of course, but we know that sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, And that's because the sleep that you begin to get before midnight literally has almost a double value uh, for that hour of sleep. Let's say from 11 to 12 midnight, you get that hour of sleep. It actually is the equivalent of getting two hours of good sleep after midnight. So you sort of kind of check, can put a little checkbox of the sleep before midnight is a little bit deeper or healthier for you uh, than, um, in general terms we're speaking here, than, than going to sleep after midnight, even if you get the eight hours. Secondly, don't sleep with a lot of lights on your, in, your, in your room. And by lights, I mean if you've got television and you've got an alarm clock right next to you that's got these bright, glowing green or red lights, what that does, that affects the, the pineal gland that makes melatonin in your brain that helps with sleep cycles. And and uh, if you if you're and even with your eyes closed, that light from that alarm clock is going to keep your pineal gland not functioning the way it's supposed to. It's going to think it's daylight of sorts. 
So it's best to either get uh, one of those battery-operated alarms that has an LED, a little light you can press to see what time it is if you want, but that isn't shining light in you. Same with all the cable boxes and all of these things. Try to have as dark a room as possible. You'll be shocked if, if you do that. A lot of people will be very surprised that they sleep more deeply and they get a better, what they would call a restful sleep, not a restless sleep. So that's a simple one. Um, I would also advise... Uh, trying not to keep a lot of electronic devices like cell phones and stuff right by your head. It has to do with the electromagnetic fields, and again, uh, this is a little controversial, but but there are, some people do report to us um, that when they uh, sleep, they get better sleep once they keep all the electronics away from the brain. Some of the research is already coming out about how cell phones held to the head uh, changes what the brain looks like on the side. There's no conclusive proof that it causes brain cancer at this point, but there is concerning uh, research coming out in large studies now that have a, uh, a lot of people concerned about that. So keep those things in mind. Electronics and lights are simple things. Also, of course, obviously, don't watch scary movies or watch the news too much at night. Give yourself a break so that you're not going to bed with all these these heavy thoughts right. going on in your brain. You've got enough, uh, enough to worry about without having to do that. In terms of uh, nutrition to help with sleep, of course, coffee and things like that, if you're doing things with caffeine in them, you should do them in the morning if you're going to do them. And, of course, it's probably not the healthiest thing to do a lot of that, but I'm a man of moderation, and I would say, look, if you have a high-quality coffee and a clean filter and you have a cup a day because you enjoy it in the morning, that's that I'm not, I'm not going to belittle those folks if, if they feel that they enjoy that a lot. But don't take it at night because that caffeine lasts for 12 to 18 hours in your body. So if you're drinking a cup of coffee for dinner at 6 or 7 at night or drinking a soda with caffeine in it or something with tea with caffeine, tea has a lot of caffeine, it, it could disrupt your sleep. How will you know? As, well, stop drinking it uh, after, let's say, 12 noon uh, or if you really have to push it, 2 in the afternoon. See if you start noticing you sleep a little better uh, at night. And, and then finally, for a supplement, if you're doing a mineral supplement, doing a calcium magnesium or a full mineral supplement at night, uh, and, a few hours I, before bed. And I have to cut you right there. I'm sorry. We are completely out of time. But that Good. was a, that, you, you got it all in there, doctor. Thank you very much, Dr. Hernandez. And thank you to everybody who joined us today. Thank you. Enzymedica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.